0: Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And
1: I'm Rachel.
0: This week we're talking about our first week home with our first baby. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to Raise raise baby Baby H. To start off our first week with Edison, we came home on a Sunday, which would have been 38 weeks of gestation and Edison was 7 pounds and 0.8 ounces.
1: It's pretty typical for a baby to lose some weight while they're in the hospital and even through the first few weeks of life. So it wasn't really alarming to us, but they do want to weigh your baby right before you leave just so they know a more accurate weight of how much they lost while they were in the hospital.
0: They're going to use this weight again the next time you go into the pediatrician to make sure that your baby is gaining weight so that you know whether you're feeding them enough. This is a bigger concern with breastfed babies because it's really hard to tell how much your baby is actually eating, and so weight is a huge way for them to gauge this.
1: Leaving the hospital was full of a lot of emotions for both of us. We had just went through this very overwhelming experience um, with the doctors not really telling us what was going on with Edison and then just trying to recover not really getting any rest and just being kind of scared as we take our baby home for the first time. So Harrison and I were both in tears the entire car ride home.
0: I think another thing that was hard about the car ride is that about 30 minutes before we left the hospital is when we first got to talk to the pediatrician. And that's when they spent more time talking about the jaundice and this condition with Edison's heart. And it's just as really, really nerve wracking for somebody to tell you that. And then to have your nurses tell you everything that could possibly go wrong and then say, okay, we're going to kick you out the door and you'll be fine.
1: My parents were waiting at our house because we had a pretty expensive package arrive that we didn't want sitting on our porch. But the whole car ride home, we were just debating, do we tell them to run to the store? Do we just go home and have them there? And there was just a lot of angst going home.
0: The biggest reason for that is that before we went to the hospital, we said over and over again, we wanted to come home. We wanted to have a little bit of time, just the three of us, before people came over. And that was still the plan. But this package that we had coming was kind of throwing a wrench in it. This package, we actually decided to order a different breast pump in the hospital. So we kind of needed that then. So we couldn't afford for anything to go wrong with it. And we just were really worried about the idea of we've never been in our house. We are really emotional and just are trying to get through this. And then there'd be somebody else at the house. But we ended up deciding not to send them to the store and that it would be okay to just have them come over and meet Edison.
1: So Edison got to meet my parents for the first time as soon as we got home from the hospital. And it was nice to just be able to kind of talk about what had just happened and to have somebody that you trust and know they're looking out for you, they're looking out for Edison, look at him and just reassure us that he's going to be fine.
0: It's really hard as first-time parents to know how things are actually going with your baby because we haven't been in this situation i was old enough to remember my parents bringing home a kid and that whole like first time of having a child in your house but it's not your first kid and when that happened i was probably like seven eight years old so i'm definitely not paying attention to the things i am now so having experienced parents come and be able to look at him and say yeah he's doing okay and just talk through the things that we're thinking and know that it's people that are close enough to us to tell us whether we're thinking in a wrong way or whether it's right or what. Just kind of bounce some ideas off of.
1: We got Chipotle for dinner and then just spent most of the evening after my parents left just trying to settle in and figure out what do we do now. I will say that for me, I was still in a lot of pain. So even just standing up or sitting down was really uncomfortable and using the bathroom as a 30 minute task. And it just was a lot.
0: It definitely was very difficult for Rachel to move around. So that left a lot of the things for taking care of Edison to me. And I was totally okay with that because I definitely get the better end of this deal. And There are still a lot of things that have to happen with Edison, but the biggest thing is he wants to be held, he needs to be fed, and he needs to have diapers changed.
1: By this time, we were bottle feeding Edison completely. We weren't even attempting to breastfeed. So I was pumping and we were giving him breast milk, and then we were also supplementing with formula because I wasn't producing enough for what he needed.
0: We were hoping to get off of formula before we left the hospital, and that just wasn't realistic. Thankfully, the hospital was able to give us a lot of ready-mix formula, so we didn't have to go to the store to buy any of this. And the nurse was really nice and gave us quite a large supply, so we knew we weren't going to need to for the next couple of days.
1: There was a lot of confusion, even during the hospital stay, about how much we should be feeding Edison. And I think around this time we were giving him 40 to 50 milliliters and he was eating every two hours is what they say. But really, we have just been feeding him whenever he wants.
0: 40 to 50 milliliters still could be the wrong amount. We are not really sure at all. And I guess if you're confused about this, you really should talk to your pediatrician. It has been a little while, so some of these numbers are a little bit fuzzy for us. And shortly after this, we did talk to the pediatrician and they told us we just need to bump it up to two ounces, which is 60 milliliters.
1: That first night was basically the same as the day. Edison was still really sleepy because he was just born and he had the circumcision and all of these medications. So his little body was still trying to process that.
0: There really wasn't a huge difference between the day and the night for Edison, and I think that is what makes the first night frustrating for parents, because you're at home, you're in your own bed, you just want to relax and take a good nap, and you can't do that. Edison slept in his pack and play in our room, and our pack and play has like a bassinet feature, so he's a little bit higher up, and... That worked well. I think what was hard is that even when you're laying there trying to get to sleep because Edison is there sleeping, you're still just really worried about what's going on with him.
1: We were also just stressed about all of his health issues, and we didn't have anybody that we could talk to about it until the morning. So first thing Monday morning, I called the pediatrician, and we got Edison established, and they set up an appointment for 1130 a.m.
0: When we got to the pediatrician we waited there for about an hour and a lot of this was filling out the paperwork that we needed just to set up care because this pediatrician doesn't let you do that until you have discharge papers so we needed to get all of that stuff taken care of and insurance for a newborn is a little bit funky. After we had taken care of all that, they just needed to wait until we had a room available. Because it was such a last-minute appointment, it took a little bit longer, and this pediatrician prefers to schedule newborns earlier in the day. And so at this time, they're kind of dealing with older patients that might take a little bit longer than his appointment will.
1: We were a little concerned that this wait time was going to be a regular issue, but it has ended up being just a one-time fluke and hasn't happened since. While we were sitting in the waiting room, Edison just let out this gigantic fart, and Harrison and I both looked at each other with panic in our eyes and realized we did not bring anything.
0: Like a typical first-time parent thing, we decided to just get in the car with Edison in his car seat and everything, and we just walked on and out. We're like, yeah, we got the three of this. What more could we need? And it wasn't until we were sitting there and he farted that we were like, oh, no, We're about to have a huge disaster on our hands. So I found the closest store that would sell diapers and decided that I would run on out and try to pick some up so that there was something before the appointment.
1: While Harrison was gone, they ended up saying that there was a room ready for us. And so I called him and he headed straight back and we never needed to buy any diapers or anything.
0: Thankfully, this pediatrician is very relaxed, so it wasn't even an issue for me to just walk in and say, my son is in this room, can I just head on back there? And you just walk on through. And no one really thought anything of it.
1: So they did another heel prick, which poor Edison had had several by this point. Both heels were very freshly pricked. I don't even think they needed to insert a needle again. They just squeezed it and more blood came out.
0: Yeah, they basically ripped his Band-Aid off from the hospital and there was enough blood that came off from that that they were able to get the amount that they needed. So he was able to avoid getting his heel pricked, which is nice, but is also kind of sad when you think about it.
1: They didn't do any of the other establishing things at that appointment like weight or measurements because they were just concerned about the jaundice at this point. So after that heel prick, they sent us on our way and said that they would call us as soon as they had the results.
0: They also didn't need to do all those measurements because they were just taken before we left the hospital. So they knew there wasn't going to be that big of a change.
1: They ended up calling us at the end of their workday and saying that he was still in that middle intermediate range. And so we would need to come back the next day and get tested again.
0: Really confused about it this time because we actually were able to see the jaundice number and we noticed that it had increased. So we spent a little bit of time looking more into what is this jaundice level that they're looking for and jaundice measures the amount of bilirubin that's in your body. And that number is expected to rise after you're born. So the fact that we saw the number increase in 24 hours, that is not uncommon. That's actually what should happen. But the level that they need to treat you for also increases. So even though we saw a small increase, it wasn't enough to put them into the next category because those numbers increase as well.
1: That night, I had a really hard time sleeping just from pain. I was trying ice, numbing spray, Tylenol, ibuprofen, and nothing was seeming to take the edge off. And I just thought, wow, this is just a really tough recovery. I'm basically five days postpartum, and it must just be really painful for that first
0: week. Rachel has been really healthy pretty much all her life. So she hasn't had experience with any other surgery. So a lot of this stuff she found difficult to explain to me how she was feeling just because she had never experienced it before. And she kept saying that the stitches just felt really, really tight, even in the hospital. And I didn't really know what that meant. So we just kind of assumed that it had to do with recovery pain. The next day we had another appointment with the pediatrician at 8, 10 in the morning. And we actually scheduled this one and that was a mistake. We will never take an appointment that early again.
1: So we overslept a little bit. I think we woke up maybe 45 minutes before we needed to be there and it's about a 30 minute drive. So we very quickly did the bare minimum to get ourselves together get Edison in the car seat and out the door as fast as possible.
0: We remembered to grab a diaper bag this time though. (laughs)
1: And at this appointment, they did the heel prick again, but they also did his weight.
0: At this appointment, which was two days after we had left the hospital, Edison weighed seven pounds and one ounce. And that's not a huge weight gain. So he gained 0.2 ounces. But what is significant about that is he's no longer losing weight. So we know that we're at least feeding him enough for it to slightly increase.
1: So after Edison's appointment, I was still in a ton of pain. And after the night that I had, I just decided to call my OB and see if there was a stronger pain medication that they could give me. And after I explained the pain that I was having to them, they asked if I could come in so they could check it out and then prescribe me some pain medication.
0: We did stop at a pharmacy and picked up some ibuprofen because you are allowed to take that as you need it after pregnancy.
1: At my appointment I found out that I had an infection, which was pretty scary and the OB also mentioned that some of my stitches were just loosening or starting to come out a little bit. So they swabbed the infection to see what exactly it was and then started me on a basic antibiotic to start treating it while we waited for the results.
0: The biggest concern with this infection is that it happened so fast after we had left the hospital. At this point, it hasn't even been 48 hours yet. And most of the time, if you've left the hospital and get an infection that fast, the biggest concern is MRSA. MRSA is a staph infection that is resilient to most drugs. So it's much more difficult to treat. Now, it doesn't mean that the antibiotics that they prescribe, there's no way they'll kill them. It just means that it might take a little bit longer, and there's a better chance that that infection might come back, which is really the biggest concern there.
1: And my OB offhandedly mentioned, oh, well, it might be MRSA, so we should just test it and see what it is, which I really appreciate her being proactive about that. But it did kind of set me off on a spiral for the next few days until I got my results just worrying about this infection. Is it ever going to go away? What happens if it gets worse or if the antibiotics don't work? And it just was really rough after just coming off of giving birth and then knowing that my recovery is going to take much longer than I originally thought it would.
0: For a lot of people, when they go to the doctor, they might find it comforting to know every single reason that a doctor is doing something and just want to know what are all these possible scenarios. But for Rachel, that is definitely not the situation. For Rachel, it is much better if the doctors only say things that are concrete because if they say something as a, oh, well, this could be it and we're not really sure, Rachel is going to spend, until somebody can definitively tell her what it is, freaking out about what that thing could end up being. And we appreciate doctors doing these things, but sometimes we wish that they wouldn't always tell Rachel.
1: In the meantime, Edison's pediatrician called us back and said that he was showing appropriate levels for his age, so they wanted to wait another two days before testing him again. And they also explained that if his levels were still going up at this time, then they would want to do something called a billy blanket, which is basically like a little iPad light that we would be able to take home and have him rest on it for several hours a day until his jaundice starts to leave his body.
0: At this point Edison is only four days old and we have been home for about two days and both of these days we've had to take trips outside of the house which before Edison was here would have been really really easy but it takes a while for us to get going with him, especially because we're just new to it. So a lot of these trips were taking like four or five hours, and we were coming back, and Rachel was just feeling absolutely exhausted.
1: By this point, I was able to pump enough that we weren't needing to supplement with formula anymore, and ever since then, we have been exclusively pumping with Edison.
0: We also have plans to eventually transition Edison to breastfeeding and nursing directly without Rachel needing to pump, but we wanted to make sure that the jaundice was completely gone and that we could keep going into the office and telling the doctors exactly how much Edison has eaten. When we went in for the Thursday appointment, he was tested yet again, and he really does well with getting his heel pricked, but you just feel horrible having him get his heel pricked so frequently and knowing that, I mean, it's not his favorite thing in the world. When they weighed him, he weighed seven pounds and two and a half ounces.
1: His results came back starting to go down. So the pediatrician decided that we could wait a full week before she would need to see him again. And she wasn't even convinced that they would need to heel prick him again. She said, just bring him back in and we might even be able to tell by just looking at him if the jaundice is starting to go away.
0: The next day Rachel was able to get results from her infection swab and this very short time period that now that we're talking about it it was like three or four days this felt like a month had passed before we had found out what was actually going on and when we finally got the results it was very very vague and didn't really say anything about what it was, so we had to just wait until the doctors could call and explain it a little better.
1: So the OB messaged me on this medical app and said that it was some gut bacteria that infected my stitches, and stitches are really easy to get infected, so they wanted to put me on a second antibiotic that was targeted towards this specific type of bacteria.
0: Prescribing antibiotics is something that happens really, really frequently in postpartum. So it's not really outside of the norm for this to happen to other people, but we were definitely concerned about this infection. And the fact that they said they found some gut bacteria in it made us a little more concerned about how did this infection actually happen. So along with the antibiotics, Rachel really ramped up the care that she was doing to really make sure that these stitches don't get infected.
1: And I was not being passive with my care either but it kind of took it to an excessive point of like every time I used the bathroom I was hopping in for a full bath or something like that just taking it to the next level of changing my pad every single time I used the bathroom which is so wasteful but that's really what I had to do to feel comfortable that this infection was going to go away.
0: We also were cleaning everything all the time, which we already clean pretty regularly anyway, but we're talking about like cleaning the bathroom like maybe two, three times a day, just to make sure that none of this could happen. We also really scrubbed everything from the hospital just to make sure whatever's on it really gets off.
1: On top of all the physical disasters that were going on during this week, there were also a ton of emotions. And it's so important to just give yourself grace to feel those things. I was really missing life before Edison, and it sounds so bad, but I was just crying every night saying that I just wanted to be able to go on a trip and feel like I could move my body normally, and like I just wanted time alone with Harrison and things like that, that it just was really hitting me that things were not going to be the same anymore. And it does get better with time. Like those baby blues is what they call it. They usually go away. If it doesn't, it's something you want to talk to your doctor about. But for me, I was pretty fortunate that I just was hit with these emotions really early on of like, why did I have this baby? I'm not really sure I wanted it. And it did go away.
0: It's definitely something really to pay attention to because if it doesn't ever go away, it's something you need to talk more with your doctor about. But one of the things that while you're feeling those emotions can be really helpful from either side, from mom or from dad, is just to talk about it, if you can just have these conversations with your partner and let them be there for you. And as a partner, I would say it's not always your job to fix all of the problems. Sometimes it's just your job to sit there and listen to them. And maybe there's one or two here and there that come the next day, you might be able to make a little bit better.
1: And we also had to add in there that it wasn't all bad. It was a very emotional, stressful week worrying about health for myself and for edison trying to get a routine which did not happen for another month but overall like even just being able to cuddle him like we did lots of skin to skin and those little moments that we got to experience as a family during edison's first week were so worth it
0: It is amazing how much we have learned in our first week of taking care of Edison, and the best teacher really is experience.
1: Next time, we are going to talk about Edison's second week at home. Thanks for
0: joining us. See you next time.